0: So it's Thanksgiving week, and as you know, um, anytime they combine uh, food, family, and football into one event, it's a great, great day for me. Um, but I was, I was thinking about all the things I'm thankful for. Um, but one, of the, one of the places I, I camped out um, is I'm thankful for you. I love you and uh, I don't say that enough but I, I, I do and uh, as I went through all the, the characteristics of who you are and uh, it hasn't always been easy or always perfect but my goodness some of the characteristics are just phenomenal every day when I walk into my office I, I see all the pictures on the wall of, of your heart, of your kingdom heart, all the churches that have been started over the years and just the, the, the kingdom drive because it is the kingdom that matters most that is an underlying reality even with the churches we've started since I've been here this is my eighteenth Thanksgiving that's crazy isn't it <coughs> uh, you didn't clap baby years ago but but I think about I think about that heart and, and how uh, even with, with Pastor Sapp's church and the Coverage Ministries, you know, the, the latest church endeavor that we were behind, uh, it's just amazing to see the kingdom heart that you have. And I'm so, I'm so grateful for that. I'm, I'm grateful for the heart that you have to love people. And I know every pastor in Jacksonville, Florida, today will say that his church loves people. But I'm telling you, it's not like this place. You have this uncanny ability to love people in spite of their bad choices. Good choices, bad choices, bad friends, it doesn't matter. You love. And that's just, that is so cool. That's not something I did. You know, that's, that's part of your DNA. I'm so, I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful for your servant heart. Um, Jay has gone on his way to make us do really bizarre things to serve the community. And, uh, and you say yes. And I, I'll be honest, there, there's some of those Saturdays I get up I think, what are we doing? We're giving away discounted kind of gas. Why would we do that? And holy cow, that's just not a fantastic thing. But you show up and you've uh, just been phenomenal. And, and you're with hearts. And, and uh, uh, it's just been, it's been really cool. And then, your willingness to follow Mr. Gray, You know, and, and uh, that's just been such a blessing for us. And, and again, it hasn't been perfect, and it hasn't been... Uh, and I think about who I was 17-plus uh, years ago, and it's like, wow, I don't walk near as well as I used to. Um, and, um, but uh, it's just been it's just been an amazing journey, and so thank you for that. And that really doesn't have anything to do with what we talked about in the sermon, but I just wanted to share that with you. And uh, uh, every Thanksgiving, Sunday before, I get to come and see this, um, beautiful creation that Pat brings us to remind us of how blessed we are. So, thank you, Pat. I know you're not feeling well, and you do that anyway. So, thank you for that. So Today, and, and we'll talk about Thanksgiving a little bit, but, but I want to talk about um, what it means to be a child of the light. And so, just a confession here. Originally, I was going to speak out of Colossians, and I started preparation. And in my preparation, I realized that I used the same passage out of Watson's last year on the Sunday before Thanksgiving. <laughs> and, and I thought, oh, well. Much stuff I nobody would remember. <laughs> and it would be okay that I would know. So I just couldn't do that. So I switched to Ephesians chapter 5. And <clears throat> I actually determined to things to Ephesians chapter 5. Alright, so just a little background, we used Ephesians 4 last week, uh, Ephesians 5, uh, Paul wrote to the church of Ephesus, and Acts, the story of Paul going to Ephesus, was not a pleasant adventure, uh, he was leading people to Christ, starting the church, and a guy named uh, Demetrius became really angry, uh, because he made statues of Artemis, and he was afraid his business was going to suffer because of what Paul did, so a riot started, and uh, Paul was chased out of town. This is a letter he wrote back to the Christian Christians there, encouraging them in their faith, uh, giving them some guidelines for living. But here in, in chapter 5, uh, he has this, um, this incredible teaching about what it means to be a child of a light. And, and I need you to remember as we go through this the context of the time. Uh, it was illegal to be a Christian. It was against the law. In fact, they would be arrested. Uh, they would be put in jail. Was not long after this that they were thrown to the lions because of their faith? So it was not a it was not a pleasant time to be a Christian. They didn't enjoy the freedoms that we have. So keep that in mind as we as we go through this. So Ephesians 5, verse 8 through 20. what I'm going to read as page 1176 in the few Bibles. Ephesians, Ephesians 5. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not be drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so verse 8, he talks about living as children of the light. And then we skip down to 15, and 9 through 14, he kind of talks about the darkness. But I want us to skip down to 15 and talk about what it means to be a child of the light. Be very careful then, How you live, not as unwise, but wise. It is wise to follow Christ. It is wise to be a a child of the light. Verse 16, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. So the idea is that there's plenty of darkness and they experience a lot of darkness around them. There's plenty of darkness. And so we need to be careful to know that every day is an opportunity to bring light into the darkness. Therefore, do not be foolish But understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. That word, debauchery, is a big fancy word. Basically, it means that every one of us, when we are sober, we have lines in the sand that we do not cross. There are things that we don't do when we are thinking clearly. Debauchery is taking away the lines. It's that when you take away the lines, you will do things that you would not normally do. You can just fascinate your friends with that information. Right? Um, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. So the first thing that Paul says, a child of the light is obedient as they are led by the Spirit. The word "filled" means to empty yourself of yourself and to be filled with God. Be so filled with the Spirit that the actions that you have are godlike and God living through you. And so the idea of what Paul says is that if you are a child of the light, it's going to be normal and natural for you to surrender yourself to the Spirit of Christ and let Him live through you. And you will, in that, to be obedient. And when we are obedient, it's amazing to see what, what God does. And so we are are tempted every day to live our own way and not surrender to the leadership of the Spirit. But when the the Spirit of Christ leads us, God brings amazing things together that that only He can do. So i want to tell you a story of something that happened last week. And and, uh, it was was really cool to be a part of this. Um, And I really wasn't a part of it. I was just... Anyway, you'll understand. So after worship last week, one of our families came to me and said, Listen... We're about to get a new car, and we want to give the old car to someone who needs it. And do you know of anybody, number one? And if you don't, could you just keep your ears open? Well, sure, we're glad to do that. And I didn't really think much about it. I mean, something came up, I would let them know. Uh, so I went on my typical Sunday routine. I had lunch, I went home, I sat in front of the TV, cheer for the Cowboys, cheer for my fantasy team, which is always a at the top. Right? But I was there minding my own business and uh, just engrossed in football, my phone vibrates and I look, and there's an email. So I opened the email, and the email's from a guy named Dan. Now Dan and I have been working together uh, for probably seven or eight years now on campus. He works for Intervarsity Christian Fellowship and uh, he leads a Bible study and I help him out with that. And I'm the faculty advisor for this group, University Christian Fellowship. And so we've been working together for a long time. And, and Dan makes a living. He, uh, people give him donations. That's how he survives. He has to raise money to do that. Well, he sent out this email, and I talked to him later about it, and he said, I don't know what it was, but I just I knew my spirit that I needed to send this email. So he sent this email and he began to describe his current car which has 350,000 miles on it. And he said, our mechanic says there's just not much left. There's not much left that can do. He so you really need to start looking for a new car. So I, I'm sending out this, if anybody knows of a great deal on a car, you know, that we can get really cheap, then please let us know, and, and please, if you don't, please just pray for us. And I was like, huh, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> I just heard about car this morning. So anyway, uh, I went through the process connecting our family with uh, with Dan and, and all of that's going on and, and is processing it. And uh, and so God said, "Hey, check it out. You pay attention and obedience. Guess what? I'm going to do some really cool stuff." So Dan and his family had a new car and. Uh, New, new to them, and they have a lot less miles on it, and Dan needs a car because he goes from campus to campus leading Bible studies. And I'm like, oh that is such a cool kingdom, back You know? And so Paul says when you're a child of the light, you follow Christ, you follow the Spirit's leadership, and you're obedient. Jesus said, If you love me, my And it is this through obedience being led by the Spirit that God confirms for us that I'm working all around you. If you just pay attention and jump in, you're gonna see some unbelievable things. You know what what are the odds that randomly someone's gonna me to go in the carway and a couple hours later I get an email that someone needs one? That's a this. And I just happen to be there at the right question at the right time and to see that i doing And so I, I just want to encourage us that to be children of the light, to bring light into the darkness. It begins with us surrendering ourselves to the leadership of the Holy Spirit in our lives and saying yes as He leads. Okay? So that's the first characteristic of someone who's a child of the light is someone who's obedient under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Paul goes on. The second thing says, Do not be drunk with wine uh, which is debauchery, instead be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms hymns and psalms (coughs) sing and make music from your heart to the Lord one of the things that children of the light cannot help but do is to worship children of the light have to worship there is something inside of us that says I have to celebrate my king the early church was very clearly a singing church they sang a lot. There's, we have a lot of their songs throughout the New Testament. We we see them written out. They love to sing. And I think there is something about music that is so incredibly powerful and in it's transformational for us. There, there is something about music that just changes us internally. I think music is that thing that helps us to connect to God emotionally. You no, know, and, and and we don't want it to be all emotion. I'm not saying that, but there is. When music is a part of the journey, God has this ability to connect to us and us to Him that is just really powerful. Even if you can't sing, there is something about music that opens a doorway to a connection with God. And it's very powerful. And, and Paul says, you know what? Sing together. Sing with each other. Sing for each other. And it will be transformational for you. Paul knew this. Paul knew this. He was in prison. Remember, he was, he was in chains in prison, and he and Silas sang, and I don't know if it was so bad or just so wonderful, but the earth shook, the chains came off, the doors flew open. There was this incredible power in singing, and Paul knew that. And, and I think we have to, to realize that there's something about children of life who cannot help but worship, who cannot help but connect to God through worship. Um, every Monday and Wednesday um, I, I hop in a car and I go to south, the south campus of FSCJ uh, to teach one class and then come back and I have to be honest I get in the car I get an I-10 and the traffic's never moving <laughs> never and I don't know why but it's at that moment Mr. Grumpy comes up. and Mr. Grumpy sees everything that. And it's like, oh, you're not going to let me in, but I just let three people in. You know, that, that kind of thing. Or, you know who was the brilliant person that came up with the idea that we would close the ramp onto I-95 very much hour? I would love to sit in that meeting and talk to that person. <laughs> because obviously they don't sit in this traffic. Everybody when they like, do. You know, and so there's just this, this, this it, it's, it's ridiculous. I'll just be honest. And so there comes a point, though, that every every time that I take that trip, there's a certain spot that okay, it's, it's time to listen to praises, and it's just phenomenal what happens. There is this this thing that takes place inside of me. that the Holy Spirit says, "All right, Mister Grumpy, I want you to pay attention." Think <coughs> Think about all those students in your class. There's 25 of them. Think about how many of them <coughs> Think about how much more joy they would have in their lives if they knew that. Now, some of them are believers, and they just need to be encouraged. And there's two or three that you know that I'm working on. So if you come and you bring joy and you bring peace and you bring light to the darkness for yeah. them. So there's this. You know, I'm I'm taking a 20-minute drive that takes 45 minutes because of traffic. And all of a sudden, Mr. Murphy comes into Mr. Missionary. And I get to campus, and I walk in, and I say, How's everybody doing? It's like, what the heck? It's the Spirit of Christ. I worship. And and I think there is something inside of us that... When the Spirit of Christ, and we're choosing to be obedient, it is absolutely normal for us to want to worship. We're drawn into worship. We just can't help it. Because we want to celebrate the King. And that's just a part of the journey. And so, so Paul, remember, we're talking about people who are under persecution. People who didn't know who would be together at the next meeting because someone we love may be arrested and in prison now. They were people that were gathering not knowing that they were going to survive the next week because their life may be taken because of their faith. They just didn't know. But they came together and they couldn't help themselves but encourage each other and to love their king through music. Because worship had to be a part of the journey. Because children of the have to celebrate the king. just can't help it. Well, there's a third thing that he talks about, children of light. In verse 20, quote, that 19, sing and then use it from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Another result of being a child of the light who lives in obedience to the Holy Spirit is we just can't help that <coughs> thankful. I said it when I prayed today that Some of us come to Thanksgiving and we've had amazing years and it's just a lot to celebrate. Some of us come to Thanksgiving and it's really depressing because so much bad has happened. And then there's everything in between. Sort of good, sort of bad, mostly good, mostly bad, all of that in between. But someone who's obedient, being led by the Spirit of Christ, It's absolutely normal for us to be Because no matter what has gone on that is so bad or so difficult. So wherever you are on this journey, in this Thanksgiving weekend, and let me make clear that for followers of Jesus, Thanksgiving is not one day that happens in November. It's all the time. It's all the time. So I got a video here I want to show you about the importance of saying that. It's well, a good video, and uh, you see it. But it's just a reminder of all the things that we have to be thankful about. And, uh, and again, as those who are obedient and uh, in the spirit, thankfulness is a very natural result. to let you know how very thankful I am that you've been there for me. I wanna say thanks for never giving up on me. Thank you for providing meals for us after late surgery. Thanks for making sure I always had a ride to chemo. And thank you for helping me through this difficult season in my life. God. Thank you God, for teaching me to be a strong, single dad. Dear God, thank you so much for giving me this new job. I love it. Thanks for sending Jeff to take my shift last week so I could be with my family. For giving me company on the first day of school. Thank you God, for helping us get that bill paid. Thank you God, for the clothes on my back. For giving me the courage to speak the truth. Thank you for forgiving me. For making my day better. For giving my life a melody. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, God, for every single day. And one final thing, God. Thank you for always (coughs) loving me, no matter what. Or something about which you can be thankful. Because the truth is, if we stop and the think, there is a lot to celebrate. And again, the difficulties of life are real. No one pretend that they're not. But we live in hope as a people because we show them the light. God has given us this incredible opportunity to participate in His work, Of what he's accomplishing. It is very natural for us to be thankful. So this holiday season, I'm not gonna ask you to change your plans, I'm not gonna God is sitting on this throne and saying, Man, I wish you'd say thank you. But in this part of our journey, we are. it's very natural and normal for followers of Jesus to say thank you for our king all the time. Okay. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you are a mighty God and you looked at us. And loved us so much that you gave the very best for us. Amen. And Father, I just I ask that we would be reminded this very minute that every person in this room would have imprinted on their brain something or someone about which or who they need to be thankful. Father, oh, we're so blessed. Unlike our brothers and sisters who in Ephesus they would have to meet in secret. We're here in the open today. What a blessing. We have clothes on our back. We have food to eat. If there's anyone here that does not know you today, that today you would draw them to yourself, that you would transform their lives, and that today would be a day of salvation for And it's in that wonderful and precious name of Jesus I pray. As followers of Jesus, we are thankful for the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. We are thankful that He gave everything for us so that we could arrive again. But if you're here today, you've never asked Jesus into your life as you're and here. We invite you today to make that decision. There's something inside of you saying, I, I, "I've got to get right with God. This is this is the day." Invite you to make that decision. And just a minute, we'll sing, and as we sing, uh, if you feel God's leading you in that direction, invite you to walk through these doors to the Welcome Center. Let's talk about faith and what it looks like. Maybe you want to talk later. You can use the communication card. You can check off the kind of thing we need to talk about. Give me contact information and we'll get together and talk about whatever's on your mind. But if God's drawing you to himself, that is the creator of the universe saying, I want you to... Questions about faith, or questions about the Bible, or questions about religion, I invite you when we're done to come ask. I promise I will not judge you in a negative way by your question. Maybe for today, if that was part of this community of faith, I invite you when we're done to come out of the Welcome Center and let's talk about that and what that means. Maybe today you see, stop for a minute to be thankful. respond as you feel that as we stand in worship. We-